Welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast with me, Maya Fisher-French. And with me, Mapalomaku. Each week, we'll be discussing the stories we're working on and which you can read more about in the City Press. So this week on the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast, we're going to be talking about what happens when you pay extra into your home loan. Because Mapala, this seems to be causing absolute chaos and mayhem out there. I don't know if you're getting the kind of queries I am. It's like people don't seem to understand what actually happens when they put in that extra money that we keep telling them to put into their home loan. Maya, I read your article, okay? And I had to go and say, okay, what does she mean? I had to go in. So imagine if I'm reading it and I'm thinking to myself, goodness, what is happening? So I can imagine... Other people are completely stressed right now. They don't know what's happening. They don't know if they're reducing their capital. They don't know what's happening to the interest. They don't know if they can access the funds back. What are you talking about? That sums it up. <laughs> and uh, I have literally spent a week on the phone to each of the banks, getting them to explain to me how their specific home loan product works. And I'm hoping that in this article, I kind of, you know, explain to people. And I think it's, you know what banks are like. If they can make something complicated, they do. But it's actually quite simple. Anything you pay extra into your bond goes immediately to reducing your outstanding debt. Okay. So that it always happens. Okay. So it is always a good thing. But what there's a couple of, depending on who you've got your product with, and that's why it's so important to phone your bank and find out what how your particular product works. So for example, like Nedbank, I think Ned Revolve, Nedbank, if you pay an extra into your, your access bond, then they actually reduce your monthly installments. So it's not... Why would they do that? If that's the way the product works. Yeah. Okay, so would you have to call them physically and say, I do not want to reduce the monthly installment. I want to keep it the same um, just so that I can pay off this property quicker. Exactly. So that's what you'd have to know. For example, I mean, if you've with Investec, it's the same thing. They will actually reduce your installment. So you've got to say to them, I want to keep my installment the same. But other products, okay, so Standard Bank has two options. If you one of yes. the products, they don't lower it. And the other one, they do lower it. So this is why FMB doesn't lower it. They keep your installments the same. So it's very important just right up front to understand who I bank with and what happens to monthly installment when I put in advanced payments, prepayments, advanced payments, any extra money into it. And this is where people get very, very confused. Okay. Because we always say to them, pay in this extra money and you'll pay off your home loan sooner. But then, if your installment's dropping, then you don't pay your home loan off any sooner. Yeah, it effectively nets off, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and so, so really the most important thing, if you're going to be putting an extra into your home loan, make sure the installments stay exactly the same. They don't drop as you're, um, as, as you're putting in that extra money. So that's, that's like the key most important thing. And yeah. then what I found, Mapolo, was that people these access bonds, how they work is very confusing because you can access the money in your access bond. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it always is available. So there seems to be for me, some people are saying, but I don't want the money to be available. I want it to pay off the capital, mm-hmm. but actually it, it has paid off the capital. It's a credit facility that remains that's available. available And that's very confusing for people. So some people say, but I want to put money in and settle my bond. 
but that's an advanced payment. So I can still access that money until that, that bond comes to an end, that term comes to an end, but I don't want to. I want it to be settled. Do you see what I mean? So there's this massive mm -hmm. disconnect between the language that we use. So I've actually, in the article, I think I, I, I mentioned this is confusing. So rather think of it like this. I'm, I'm trying to find it. It's, um, and one of the things is, so what, what you can do, so say, for example, you've put extra into your bond and you don't ever want to access that. You never want to pull on that money again. You can tell the bank, you can say to the bank, I want you to, to settle this and shorten my period. So you can actually ask them to do that, but you have to give them that instruction. So what yes. they do then, so say, for example, you've got a, a million rand bond, you've managed to pay it up in, in within, you've added up, you've, you've put advanced payments and in the 15th year, you've effectively put in enough advanced payments that the bond settled. You can actually say to the bank, I want you to, you know, to actually remove that access from me. So even if you're still paying in, um, they can shorten the period, but you basically need to tell them that. You need to say to them, shorten my period. Okay. 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 If you don't tell them to shorten your period, it, the net effect is exactly the same because the amount of money that you've put in is still, you know, is still ahead in terms of payments. Do you see uh -huh. what I mean? So it's the same thing. It just people get confused because they can access it. And then they think they're accessing their money. No, you're not accessing your money. You're accessing the credit facility. Does this make any sense so far? It, it does. It does because I read the article. And for me, the way I have tried not to get confused at all, at all, is by calling the bank and saying, make sure that this money just goes towards paying this thing off quicker. And for me, I kind of take it similarly to when the interest rates keep on dropping, you need to pick up the phone and tell your bank, keep my monthly installment at the same amount it was before the interest rate drop. So I can get why people shame are confused about it. Um, because all these terms, Maya, again, they can be quite confusing for consumers. And, uh, you know, I think what was also just interesting to try and to show, I think in the article, I also, and it's always difficult on podcasts to, to talk numbers, but, you know, I tried to show also in the article how that additional payment, why we talk about the additional payment saving you money. So say, for example, you, had a, you owed a million rand um, at that point, but you put in 200,000. So effectively, you have a credit facility, and this is important. You've, you've, got, a, you've got a credit facility of a million rand, but you've put in 200,000, okay? You now only owe the bank 800,000. 800,000. Mm -hmm. That's outstanding, 800,000. But you still have access to the full million. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so yes, yeah. you're only paying interest on 800,000. But if tomorrow you want to go and say, well, I want to access that, the rest of that credit facility and access that other 200, I can. But it's not, you're not accessing your money, you're accessing the credit facility. The credit facility. So now, Maya, let's say that happens. You've put in the 200,000 and a couple of months later, you decide, oh, I actually need 100,000. What then? Well, then you instruct the bank and you're able to draw, draw back that advance payment of the 100,000 as long as you've been keeping your installments the same. Okay. Obviously, uh, if your installments have lowered, then you've started eating into that some of that additional money that you okay. uh, that you've been. But then, in. for me, what would be confusing is if now I want access to a hundred thousand, and the the interest was calculated now on eight hundred thousand. So it does that mean my ah? Uh, interest now is calculated on nine hundred thousand. Okay. Okay. It makes sense. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> and so this is it. So you take the 200,000. So now just in that example, you it was a million. And on a million rand, your repayment would be 7,800 a month. Okay, I've just yeah. made some, I'm assuming a few things here, 7% interest. So your, your, your installment would have been 7,800. What people don't realize is that at the beginning of your, of your, you know, if you're looking at it, of that, about 5,800 was going to interest. Okay. So a big chunk of it is going towards big chunk. in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. A big chunk's going to interest because it's near the beginning of the loan. And only 2,000 rand was going to interest when on the million. To the capital you, amount. Yeah. So you put in the 200,000 and you reduce the amount that you owe the bank to 800,000. Now, remember, the interest is only being applied to 800,000. That means that that's of that 7,800 that you're paying every month, because remember, you're not going to lower your installment. You're going to keep it the same. Now, only 4,700 is going to interest instead of 5,800, which means the rest of that installment, 3,100, goes to capital. The actual So you see how you're now paying off. So not only have you put in, you paid off that 200,000, but you're even going to pay off that 800,000 faster because less is going to interest and more to capital. To work. Yeah, and it's yeah, that yeah. you know, just trying to get that. And I promise you, every single additional cent that you put in reduces the capital. If you reduce mm-hmm. the capital, the amount of interest charged lowers. So it's very, it's just trying to get that understand people how that affects your your interest rate, um, how it, it can. So it's not just that you've reduced it from a million to eight hundred thousand. Even those monthly installments, because you've kept them the same, mm-hmm. are going to accelerate that debt quicker and quicker and quicker, and you will end up paying it off. Um, over a much shorter period of time without telling the bank to do that, okay? Yeah. It's going to suddenly, maybe in, in year 15, you have now, your payments have caught up and you've actually now have paid off your bond. Um, yeah. And then you still have access, though, to whatever's left of a credit facility. So maybe that gets a little bit more confusing. Yes, yeah. So which brings me to ask you, Maya. So now let's say I've done that. I've been diligent and now it's year 15 and I actually realize, oh, goodness, I'm about to pay this uh, bond off. What do I do? Do I go to the bank and say, close off this thing? Or um, I want this property in my own name, but now you don't have the access to all the credit credit facility. What do I do? And how do I, and what are the fees involved uh, in me keeping this access bond? So I think the first key thing is, is that you, that credit facility that's available to you ratchets down over the lifetime of the loan. So remember, the loan is 240 months or 20 years. So in months, say it's year 15. So by year 15, of that million rand, your credit facility available may only be about 300,000. Because remember, you've been, it's been ratcheting down as you get closer, because on month 240, you will you will have zero credit facility. Yes, yes. So it could be that you've already paid off your bond, but you still have 300,000 rand credit facility okay, available mm-hmm. to you. Remember, every month that will still that will reduce every year, every month and every year. But at that point in time, you actually have access to a credit line. So the question is, do you keep that credit line open or not? Think about it like that. You know, like your credit Mm. card or whatever, it's just another line of credit using your house's security, which is why you're able to get it at Prime. Okay, think about it really just, that's why I'm trying to make it, not use bank talk, say it's a credit facility. It's not a home loan, you know, think of a credit facility. So your options now in, 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 in year 15, 
you say, okay, I don't want this credit facility. I want to never have to deal with the bank again in my life. I want to make this paid up and I want the mortgage removed over, um, over my property. Because that's what a mortgage is. It's a mortgage bond. Yes. I want it removed and the bank gives me back my title deeds. Okay. Mm -hmm. My house is no longer available for any credit lines or anything like that. And if I do want to access another home loan, I will have to re-register on my property. It will be a whole new application. Okay. Or you could say, I want to keep this access to this credit line for the next five years that's available to me. If I want to do that, I simply do nothing. Because remember, I've, I've put in my payments. I'm not yeah. being charged any interest because I've put in the, the million and the million, the bond has been paid up. So effectively, the bond is, there's no interest charge. There's nothing owing to the bank. Mm -hmm. And there'll be a service fee to keep the account open of 69 Rand usually. And you just leave okay. it like that. And you can just simply, obviously, they all have to pay the 69 Rand fees. So there may be a debit order that goes off to keep it going, but it's available. But anytime you draw on it, obviously, then the monthly installments kick in. And mm -hmm. what's very important to know is that the monthly installments, and, and this is where the banks can also differ, the monthly installments paid back could actually be your original installment of 7,800 Rand. And that is one of the anomalies that I'm picking up as well. So they're saying, well, that was the contract agreement. So if I borrow 100,000, they mm -hmm. will say you must pay it back at 7,800 Rand a month because that was the original Jeez. agreement. So you do need to ask what your monthly repayments would be. Because remember, mm -hmm. they still need to bring that credit down to zero. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so it does have a whole lot of, you've, and this is, again, each of the banks treat these things differently. So, so mm -hmm. it is very important just to find out. But there really isn't, you know, I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't rush to close my home loan facility because I think it, it's such an, a great, you know, if you want to renovate, if you decide I want to do a renovation, mm -hmm. Um, you've got that access to that uh, to that credit line. As I said, though, very important that credit line. Unless you, I think Investix one of the only banks that, that doesn't. Um, so if your original bond was a million rand, it's always a million rand. You can always access yeah. a million rand. Um, yeah. But with the other banks, they do ratchet it down to zero. Yeah. Okay. So I think okay. I'm hoping people and understand because I'm getting such weird questions. Like once <laughs> I said, well. You know, my, I owe my bonds a million rand. And if I put a million rand in there, then I lose my credit. Then over time, they reduce my credit. So it's better to leave my million rand in another account. And I'm like, stop thinking about those as two mm -hmm. separate things. Think about it. You owe a million rand. You put in a million rand. The bond settled. There's no interest. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you have a credit facility. That's what you have. You now have you a credit facility. You've got, you, you can access it. And if you access it, you pay interest on it. Okay. Yes. Is that a low interest, thankfully, <laughs> in your bonds? So, so that's it. So I did try and switch it around and just think about it as 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 a credit facility and not as this sure. like I put the money in there and it's still my money. No, that money has settled that debt. However yes. much you put yes. in, it settled it. But you have access to the credit facility. Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense now, Maya. But now we've spoken about year 15. What if it's the 20-year period? Um, and now I've paid it off according to the agreement. Can you keep it open or how does that work then? You mean after 20 years? Yes. No, you would actually have to rebond the house. You'd have to take out another uh, mortgage. Okay. So, so 20 years that mortgage new, in. New, uh, an a new agreement altogether with the bank and all sorts of things. Okay. So it does depend. You could do it as something they call a re-advance. Um, mm -hmm. 
you said that you may not have to go through the whole uh, bond cost again, but you could say I want it as a re-advance, but then they will look at your affordability, they'll look at your credit record, all of that again. So after okay. 20 years. But, you know, it's also very dangerous, obviously, to take out at a certain age. You know, if, if you're yeah. over maybe 45, you really shouldn't be looking at 20-year bonds. Um, yes. You've got to, you, and that's actually another point. We've made this many, many times. You don't have to take a 20-year mortgage. You can take mm. a 10 or 15-year mortgage. Um, but you don't want to go into retirement owing money. And still trying to pay off a house. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think that makes perfect, perfect sense, Maya. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the article, even though I had to write down a couple of things. <laughs> well, I need you. You're going to have to give me tips, below because I may need to just go, because I really was trying to, to, to break this down for people so that they could understand it better, because it was... It is massively confusing. And I think this idea of amortization is something that people yes. also understand. So, you know, amortization, what that really means is they are taking that, they're making, in order for each monthly installment to be the same, the 7,800 to be the mm. same, within that, the interest and capital changes. Okay. So mm. the, 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 in the beginning, the interest is really high and the capital is low, but then every month that kind of starts changing. And mm -hmm. so it is within that amortization curve. And that's why they talk about it or an amortization yeah. table. So that really, what you should look at on your bank statement, on your home loan statement is look at the interest portion. Mm -hmm. It'll tell you how much interest you are being charged every month. And that amount should obviously be coming down. And especially if you're doing advanced payments, you should see that amount coming down. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I liked it. I think it was Stephen Barker from uh, Senate Bank when I was talking to him. He said, always think, of that of that interest is rent as if you were paying it to a landlord because that's just mm -hmm. goes it's whatever yeah. you're paying over and above that interest that is paying off your house and i think that's such a I nice simple, simple way of explaining it yeah i absolutely love that explanation so maya that is on property that is bonds and hopefully people will finally get what we're talking about and they are comfortable after this now we encourage people to do the same with their cars. We encourage people to put in a little bit extra, but now it's a completely different story altogether when it comes to car financing now. It, the same rules do not apply to, uh, to car finance. <laughs> I haven't had car finance in 20 years, I must tell you, I buy my car cash. So I give that woman getting, a bell. I got so confused with the questions I was getting. So I thought, okay, West Bank, Absa Finance, Standard Bank Finance, I'm on the phone to all of them. Just explain to me how your car finance works because it is different. So they don't have an access facility or a home loan. Like, it doesn't work like yeah. a home loan. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they actually, so if you owe 100000 on your car and you're paying in advance, maybe you pay extra payments in, that actually sits in a separate account. It doesn't pay off the debt. It doesn't settle the actual debt every month okay so say you're paying in an extra 500 rand a month it doesn't so get where does that money go where does it's that money go in a separate account and earns exactly the same interest as you are paying so it nets the interest off it's it's an interest set off so ah. if so if that 500 rand they will so say my car financing cost is 12 percent i will earn 12 percent on that 500 rand so that effectively i'm say it, it offsets the 12 percent interest do you see what i mean so it's actually an offset which is a bit strange okay. but it does mean that you're saving interest okay basically because yes, yes. okay. you're saving 12 percent interest whether you want to look at it as you're earning it or saving it you are getting that 12 percent interest on your additional payments 
what the banks advise you to do is, so say you're doing it on a monthly basis, it's not a lump sum, you every month you're putting in 500 Rand extra. Maybe after six months when you've got 3,000 or maybe more, maybe once you've built up to about 10,000 Rands yes. worth of advance payments, you can instruct the bank to then allocate that to the bank, to the capital. And you say, I want you now to allocate that to the capital. They do that, but what it always does is reduces your installment again. So you're back to square one. So you've got to make sure that you readjust your installment back to where it was. So you do have to manage this quite a lot. Um, And also, if you have a balloon payment, some banks allow this, some don't. But West Bank said, no, you have to settle the primary loan first and only then the balloon payment. But what you... hmm. So if you have a balloon payment... Uh, so say you've got 100,000 Rand of the, of the, that you're paying off, but you've got a 20,000 Rand balloon payment. Even if you've built up 20,000 Rand in your advance payments, you can only use that to settle the 100,000. Until that 100,000 comes to an end, then you've, you could allocate that to, 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 to 20,000 Rand to the balloon payment. Now, that was West. Because, I mean, effectively, with a balloon payment, they say you will pay this, amu- this, balloon, this balloon amount at the end of the contract, after you have paid off the first amount. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one of the things you could do, which is probably what could have quite a good strategy, is to leave those additional payments in that separate account. You know, like this thing, earning. The, so so it's settling the interest on your. Um, it's helping you pay less interest on your on your on your repayments, which will actually speed up the the process. But mm-hmm. then you've got that twenty thousand on day the last day, and you say settle the, the balloon. With it, ah, yeah. but, but you think can't settle the balloon strategy. until that hundred thousand is paid off. Yeah, but I think it's a it's, it's still a very good strategy, Maya, because oftentimes people say, "How am I going to make sure that I have enough money when it comes to paying off this balloon exactly. payment?" Because often they are not disciplined enough to say, "Okay, this money that I have in a separate bank account, um, it's just for that balloon payment." They often end up using it. Then in year five, it's like, "Oh goodness, where do I get this money from?" So, well, that's that what I thought because good. also, you know, we always say to people, or you know, you can also, you know, make sure you've opened up a savings account and and save money towards your balloon payment to be ready for it. But actually, it would make a lot more sense for you to put that money into your car finance because remember, whilst it sits in the car finance, it's offsetting the interest now. If I sit in a, in a bank account, I'm going to get maybe 5% if I'm really lucky. Whereas if I put it into my car finance, it's actually going to be effectively earning whatever interest I'm being charged on my car and then offsetting that interest. So that's quite a clever strategy. I, I would say if you have a balloon payment, this is what I've decided. If you have a balloon, I haven't written this article, that's for next week. But what I've decided is if you have a balloon payment, any advance payment, let it build up. Um, and then at the end of your financing period, you've got the lump sum and you can clap the balloon payment. But at, during that time, it's actually been offsetting the interest of your of your car finance. Yeah, yeah. Good, strategy. good strategy. I'm glad there's some really positive stuff that are coming out of this podcast. Yeah, but I want to say the good news is ABSA is actually restructuring all their car finance from next year. The guy said, we don't worry, next year it's going to be a lot easier and you will actually be able to do it on your app. And you'll be able to allocate those car finance payments to the principal debt. And there's going to be a lot more functionalities, um, I think, available to, to certainly it was ABSA was telling me that that's what they're going to be doing. So we'll see some innovation, I think, coming, coming around that as well. So, but right now it is 
quite hard to understand all this stuff. The only thing really, if you want to know, I mean, people are convinced the banks are cheating them. You know, banks have a system. They're not, the, 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 the system is a, uh, it's a system. They put numbers in and it does its thing. It's not a human. So I think it's very unlikely that, the, that you know, if, if it was making a mistake on your account, it's making a mistake on everybody's account. Um, and I think someone would pick that up. So, but, but it is worth always checking, making sure that it's, you know, that it's correct. Um, make sure that that interest portion is, is reducing because then you know it's being paid off. So I think those are, are just some of the things to look for. Yeah. But also, Maya, from what I'm gathering, and as always, is that you need to be proactive. You need to do the communication. You need to pick up the, uh, the phone and call your bank and say, actually, what's happening here? This is actually what I want to do. And how do I go about doing that? And what will be the results? So really, the onus is always on you. And the responsibility is always on you. If you want to pay off your home quicker, pick up the phone. If you want to pay off your card quicker, call your, your um, provider. Mm. And just understand how it works. And hopefully this podcast also will help you, you know, know which questions to ask. Um, because it is confusing. Like one woman said, you know, she was so confused because exactly what I, I mentioned before, and this happened to be with FMB, because this is the way FMB works, is that if she wanted to draw down only 10,000 from that credit, you know, she, her bonds paid off, but if she wanted to take out 10,000 Rand, she'd still have to pay her monthly installment of 7,000 the next month. And she was like, but that doesn't make sense. But they don't, they said, well, that's the way we work. Okay. But another bank could be different. So it is worth, it really, really is worth finding out how, how it all, how these all things fit together. No, absolutely. So do not be afraid to pick up the phone and call your bank. And uh, and please call your bank before you message us because I do. <laughs> How does this? Why can't I? I'm we like, have you asked the bank? Faces of finance, Maya. The friendly faces <laughs> of finance. That's why people come to you and me first. <laughs> so that's a wrap for today. Um, if our listeners would like to learn more about these or any money-related topics. They can go to the City Press website or to your website, womanandfinance.co.za or my website, mayaonmoney.co.za. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note to 064-554-3959. And we look forward to hearing from you. Because we want to know what it is that you want to know. You've been listening to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast featuring the contributors of the City Press personal finance pages.